Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, clones? Cheers, Bloom. Selection Sunday. We made it. We made it, baby. What's going on, man? How you doing? You know, the sun came out this morning, and it was almost 60 degrees in Des Moines, and things are great. Clones are in the tournament. Clones are in the tournament. A couple of them, baby. Got a packed show for the next hour or so. Uh, we are going to have Scott Christofferson, the former Cyclone, joining us. We are going to have Iowa State assistant women's coach Billy Finley, and then Jared Stansberry will stop by. He has been with the Iowa State men's team for the past hour or so, and we'll get all of their uh, reactions. Uh, Matty Van Winkle, say hi to everyone. Matt has done a lot of hard work to produce tonight's program, and he's got a lot of good stuff queued up for us as well. Iowa State will take on LSU in the NCAA tournament and we just got the tip. Matt's got it on there. Six o'clock or six twenty, that is Central Time, uh, in Milwaukee on Friday night. And Bloom, we're going to hear some reaction from some of the players here uh, coming up. What is your gut? What did your gut reaction say when you saw this draw? Yeah, I mean, initial it was if you're going to be an eleven seed, this is almost the perfect position to be in. And honestly. This draw is a lot easier to make it to the second weekend than it would have been if I would say there's an eight seed. Because yeah. now you play a good team. I mean, LSU still has talent, right? Let's, let's start there. LSU is a five-point favorite for a reason on Friday night. They've got a bunch of guys. They've got a couple guys that will play in the NBA. But the major storyline is they don't have a head coach, C-Dub, and they don't have an associate head coach as well. Not only the head coach got fired, the associate head coach got fired. They have two assistant coaches left. And so where is the LSU mindset? entering friday you throw in the fact 
Iowa State will have a pretty good contingent there. TJ's going home. Hunter's going home. The Midwest representation. And LSU is a lot like teams Iowa State has played before, which is good and bad. Not sure, you know, how you want to look at it. It's a very athletic team, a team that turns people over, a lot of steals, but not a great skill team from shooting the basketball. So, you know, I, I was talking to a friend of mine or a, a contact of mine who is in the scouting, scouting department in the NBA, and he said they're a more talented Memphis, essentially, in that very talented, upside's good, but you don't know how hard they want to play, what the work ethic's going to be. And you saw, Chris, you were in Brooklyn when Iowa State played Memphis, and really Iowa State just outworked them, right? And just, you know, possession by possession, just, just ground them down. And I think that's the opportunity for Iowa State is can they outwork these guys? Because talent-wise, LSU is the more talented team. There's no question. But you wonder what the commitment level is entering the day. Iowa State uh, will be facing a long team, which you mentioned, not incredibly skilled. They were ranked 304th nationally in turnover percentage on offense. However, Bloom, the uh, I believe sixth in adjusted defense with Ken Palm. Um, the, the, here's the one part. Uh, I Here's the deal. The metrics of this team, I'm not crazy about the draw because this isn't a team that Iowa State can just bulldoze, which is what I was hoping for. However, it's the – their their coach literally got fired yesterday. Correct. Um, a guy named Kevin Nickelberry will be leading LSU. And and you're right. It's uh, I know I know for a fact that Iowa State players and coaches love one another and will play for each other. We just really don't know how LSU shows up. The schematic draw here is that this team's profile, Brent, looks a lot like Iowa State's. Very similar, and, and some similar opponents as well. So if you look at who is LSU played, uh, lost at TCU by 10, okay, and then beat Missouri by 20 in the regular season, and then beat them by eight in the conference tournament of a game that was close late. And Iowa State, you know, beat Missouri by 25 at Hilton Coliseum, split with TCU. And so this team is a lot like what Iowa State has seen. And you see Pinson there is actually just shooting the ball. He's a Missouri transfer, played against Iowa State as a freshman when Iowa State beat them in Horton Tucker and Halliburton's freshman year. But really, it's a team made of transfers. And Darius Days and uh, Easton are their best players. So Easton's a transfer from Cincinnati. Days has been there four years. Both guys probably NBA. Here's Easton right here. Super skilled, big, uh, comes in off the bench, actually, but he's their best player who plays starter minutes. And again, it's an SEC team like this. It's, I mean, similar to football. You, you know, they're going to have great athletes. They're going to be able to get up into Iowa State. And it's going to be a low-scoring game, most likely. But can Iowa State do enough and outwork them? The intangibles are all in Iowa State's favor, though, in this game. I mean, you just have to look at it that Iowa State's got to be in a better place mentally. But then again, I mean, I don't want to bring up ghosts of cycle and past here. But Iowa State against interim coaches, at least on the football side, has not been great. And so you just, you just don't know. I mean, LSU, of all the teams in this tournament, is the biggest wild card. And so nothing really surprises you. But if you're going to give me a sixth seed from that list, please give me the one that has no head coach and you get to see him in Milwaukee. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity for Iowa State. Plus, you know, one game at a time here, right? But then you, you would play potentially a Wisconsin team as the three seed. And, you know, clearly Wisconsin is a very talented, very good team, well coached, but Nebraska beat them, so we'll leave it at that. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, our presenting sponsors, for all of our March coverage here. 
on Psych1Fanatic.com with the men. Fairway Meat and Grocery, Wild Rose Casino, and Jefferson Ames Eye Care, Des Moines Eye Care, Country Landscapes, and of course, our, our friends at the Iowa Event Center will be telling you about all those great sponsors throughout the month of March. You mentioned Eason, did a little, uh, now I'm getting into your world. Really, um, he is a fringe first round pick, according yeah. to some people. He, he, his profile, I mean, a little bit of a longer, younger Isaiah Brockington, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, 6.9, um, 6.7, but I mean, a very much like in that same in that same category. He's not going to yeah, line up from deep. He's obviously a lot longer. Yeah. I mean, he's six, eight, you know, 220 pounds. And again, he comes off the bench, which is interesting. Now he plays 30 minutes a game. So it's, it's kind of a weird deal for him. Maybe but, he won't with the new coach. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one change and they're, but they're not super deep. I think they play eight or nine. So it's not like they're going to run a bunch of bodies like tech did. I mean, by the way, that game Thursday night tech was unbelievable. And they just, they, I mean, this is the thing. If you can do a game like that, I mean, LSU, is not, I don't think, as talented as Tech, or at least doesn't have the want to of Tech, but similar profile players, right? And so that's the concern. If, if LSU is able to get into Iowa State and turn them over like crazy, it's going to be a long night in Milwaukee. And that's the fear for this game because they lead the nation in steals. Easton comes into the game. Again, he only plays 25 minutes a game. Super productive when he's in there. And he gets two steals per game, which is crazy at that, I mean, at that amount of minutes he's played, one of the best in the country. So, again, they're going to get after Iowa State. Tyrese Hunter is the key to this game, and then Iowa State backcourt, can they handle the pressure? It's not, a, it's not an LSU team that's going to have a McCormick that they just throw the ball into and kill you inside. But where they're gonna, what they're really good is if they turn Iowa State over, get live ball turnovers, turn into points, it could be a long night, and that's what happened to Iowa State Thursday night. So that's the bad news. The good news is I don't think they have the want to or the work ethic that a tech does. What makes tech so good, yeah, and you know Oklahoma State is in that same realm, Baylor as well. Is they're just nonstop for forty minutes. And the story with LSU is they have stretches where they just completely lose focus and collapse, and you just don't know where the mindset's going to be. All right. Um, before Billy Finley is going to join us here, we're going to talk about the women's draw, and then we'll spend the last forty minutes or so on on the men's. Um, we do have some video today uh, that Matt Van Winkle has for us. Uh, Matty, let's go ahead. Let's see what the Cyclones looked like when they heard their name up there. Nate. Pretty sure that TJ grabbed the freshman point guard and said, Milwaukee coming home. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I will say this, that a group of our friends and like, I know that TJ at least is going to have a big entourage of friends and family there in Milwaukee. And you know that Tyrese, again, a young man who's been through so much in his life, what a thrill his freshman year to play the NCAA tournament in Milwaukee. Yeah, really cool. So Racine's, what, half hour south of Milwaukee. I mean, it's it's right there. So homecoming of source for both those guys. What TJ said tonight, that he hasn't been home since pre-COVID and obviously went to high school there on the south side. So awesome for them. I don't think it's much of a distraction. I don't think that's a problem. TJ no. said he has to turn his phone off for ticket requests, which I, which I understand. But that's a neat little storyline. And then 
you know, a couple of Wisconsin guys going home and then Wisconsin's on the other side. I mean, it's going to be, if obviously it is able to win a game, and obviously we'll have the decided home court advantage from a crowd standpoint in the first game, the next game would be different when you play Wisconsin. But I mean, if I say could at least get there, uh, that'd be a success in and of itself. No doubt. Let's hear. Um, I, I believe we have some stuff from Isaiah Brockington as well. Yeah, we got well, uh, Coach, Coach Otzelberger, Brockington, and Condit here. Perfect. Right. I would say this: like today, we're thirteen and zero against teams that aren't in the Big Twelve. So our guys should have a tremendous uh, level of confidence. This is a new season, and um, you know we're playing not far from here. We should have some great fan support and a lot of guys with the local connections. So great opportunity in front of us. That was really the goal of me coming here. I felt like, obviously, you know, getting wins uh, was important, but it wasn't just getting wins. Like the the prominence that I felt like we could bring this program back to was making the tournament and you know just being one of the sixty eight teams uh, that that selected, man. Because I mean, it's it's really special to even, you know, be there. But, you know, once you get there, anything could happen. So, you know, that that's really what I saw when I when I came here. I really wanted to to really do that. That that was is huge. It's a new season. it's it's, it's March, man. It's NCAA tournament. Anything can happen. You know, you're looking at the the brackets and how things are how teams are filling out and Stuff is happening. You you see, like man, like oh, this team can really beat this team, and this team can. But you, that's the same way you got to think. Like every team, every team you go against, you got to believe you can beat them as well. Because why not? It is somewhat um, surreal, like when you watch that video bloom when like a year ago. Yeah. To think that we would all be having a show like this right now. But TJ got hired what the 16th of March. Yeah, I mean, we're coming right up March. on the year. Yeah. So I mean, what a wild. I mean, I think Prome was let go about a year ago today. I mean, it's so to think of where we have what, what the season has been like and the roller coaster it's been. I think seeing Condit there, I mean, all those guys, you know, guys that took a gamble to stay to ride it out and or to choose Iowa State. When why would you choose Iowa State? And, and for Brockington, Kalsher, and, and Condit, and all those guys to have the buy-in they have. And I think just for all of us, when you think about it, the last time Iowa State was in the NCAA tournament, it was on the other end of that 6-11 game. Iowa State was the six, lost to Ohio State that was an 11. The last time Iowa State won an NCAA tournament game was in Milwaukee, different arena. Uh, that was the Bradley Center. This is the, the Pfizer Forum. This is the new Bucks arena that Iowa State is playing in. But kind of a lot of things that connect the dots of to make – Friday night's going to be really cool because it's the best time of the year. I think for Iowa State, this is where it should be in the NCAA tournament. But for those guys to get here so quickly, it's nothing but a success. Let's uh, move on to the women's game, shall we? And uh, bring in our buddy and Iowa State women's assistant coach, Billy Fennelly. He's working already. He is working. Yeah, I can see he's at the office, and I know that he's got a meeting he's got to get to. So we we moved him up a little bit because we didn't want to make the old man we didn't want to make the old man upset with us, keeping him out of the staff meeting. Congratulations, Coach! A uh, three seed. Um, that's always a, a it's always a special night. You knew your name was going to get called, but you never take it for granted. Yeah, no doubt. Honestly, uh, 
you know, one of those years that I didn't really pay too much attention to all the bracketology stuff, uh, which was which was nice. Uh, you know, you're usually more worried if you're close to the bubble or anything like that. Um, but we pretty much obviously knew we were going to be in. We knew we were going to host regardless of what went down. Um, you know, I think a lot of people made it, made a big deal about two or three. That was really the only debate for us. I guess it looks like the committee said that we were the best three seed. Uh, they made somebody else the worst two seed and they get, they, uh, you know, it is what it is, but, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, I think honestly, what, what, in my opinion, there's only four women's basketball hosts that are going to host a first four event. They know damn well that they want people in Ames, Iowa. So that's why we were a three seed. None of the ones or twos could host a first four. So it's only mm, the threes huh. and fours because of the way the seeding works out. You got to be an 11 or 12. Interesting. And um, honestly, I, I feel like, and they have that right in the women's game. They know that they're going to sell tickets to a game on Wednesday that do, does not involve anybody here, and uh, which is great. It's, it should be fun for our fans. They should go. They should go support. And uh, it'll be nice to have something to do on Wednesday. And, and Billy, ultimately, once you get, you know, if you get to the regional, it doesn't matter because it could have been flip-flopped the other way. Just just put that out there. But yeah. What what do you know about UT Arlington? Obviously, a, a team out of, you know, I'm sure many Cyclone fans don't know anything about, but one is conference tournament as a two-seed. Yeah, honestly, just starting to dig into it. Um, got a buddy who played him in the non-conference and uh, just spoke with him on the way from from Hilton over to the to the office. And uh, He's, you know, similar to some some athletic teams that we see in our league. Uh, they they have the ability to switch all five positions. They're long. They're athletic. Um, maybe not a, a dead-eye shooting team on paper, um, but we've seen that go the other way too. So, sure. uh, you know, the, the good thing is at least looking at it right away, I don't I don't know that anybody's going to be able to try to play uh, defense like, like Texas. So our next game we should feel a little bit – uh, looser in that regard but again obviously you know team that's won 20 games uh their head coach Sharika Wright is very popular very up and coming uh spent time as an assistant in the big 12 so she's been around she understands it um and, and I think it's going to be a team that uh will pose some some challenges for us um but obviously I don't think the one thing about playing in the big 12 is that we've seen every style um if, you, if you've seen Texas and you've seen Oklahoma in, in our game and then you've seen everything in between uh, that's the good thing about running into to March, where I think some other leagues uh, maybe haven't had the chance to face every single possible uh, type of opponent where I feel really confident that we have. I'm just going to ask it. Uh, the committee puts Iowa and you in a shot to play in the Sweet 16. What what do you think of that? You know, obviously we hope that we get the opportunity to go and, and play in that game, you know, and I'm, I'm sure they're saying the same thing. Um, I'm, I'm going to take the high road, Chris, you know, on this deal, but, uh, I had to you, know, ask. Um, you know, I think for us, we had the opportunity to host here a few years ago and, um, played really well in our first game and then, and then went cold uh, against a Missouri state team mm -hmm. who at the time was an 11 seed, uh, whatever. And then they made a run and, and almost had, uh, had the next game won, and then their coach went to Tennessee. So, I think that's that's the one positive about our women's game that it's come so far that yeah. you're going to see some upsets in this deal. And uh, and I think where a few years ago you could just go chalk across the board and say, oh, we set this up so that she can play her and they can play them and whatever. And, you know, if, if you're 
if you're buying into that, which obviously you know that we're not going to, um, you're going to stumble and not even get to that game. And and if you're focused and you are what you are, somebody else may stumble and not get to that point either. So, you know, obviously it's unique. Everyone's going to talk about it. Uh, we got two really good teams in this state. We got some really good players in this state. And uh, if we get the chance to meet up again, we'll uh, we'll both be happy because we'll both be in the Sweet 16. Billy, two things for you. Do you know timing yet for Friday? I mean, it's unfortunate that there could be a crossover there with the, the men's game in Milwaukee. Have you guys heard that? Or is there any way they can try and split those up somehow? I have not heard yet. Um, I know literally Carp um, gets on phone calls immediately. And, I mean, he, he didn't even know because I always give somebody a, a hard time. I'm like, somebody knows something, you know. Somebody gets <laughs> the, I mean, I didn't even know that we were a host for the first four, and that game's Wednesday. So um, they really kept this thing tight-lipped, which I think after a couple years ago when the whole thing leaked, I think they've probably um, gone completely the other way, which which is fine, which makes it fun. But um, I don't know right now. I think we have set the record for overlapping times in a season. Um, No doubt. So it won't be a surprise, and I know our fans will be upset about it. um, But, you know, it is what it is. That's the beauty of having two really good basketball programs. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So I'm curious, where is the Big 12 for some women's basketball fans who haven't watched a lot of uh, women's basketball this year? Where does the Big 12 compare relative to the other conferences this year? Obviously, the other side, you know, in that 6-11 game who you may see again, you got to win the first one. Uh, George out of the SECs there, along with that play-in game at the 11. Uh, But I assume the Big 12 is well thought of this year as well. Yeah, I think honestly, it went back and forth all year between us and the SEC in terms of conference RPI within, you know, decimal points of each other all year back and forth. Uh, and, and both of us were were separated from the third place conference. Um, so, I mean, you got six teams in. Um, West Virginia was our seventh team. They're going to be in the NIT. And I don't think anybody would really sign up to play them on any given Sunday. So um, our league was, was brutal all year. We play everybody twice. You know, you're looking at a league like a Big Ten that had – four or five teams finished with four losses, but three of those teams only played 12 or 13 games. So they didn't get to call themselves co-champs where two people did play all their games. And even at that, when you play all your games in a league like that, we're the only league that plays everybody twice. Even when you are playing everybody, you know, on a given year, you're getting lucky and playing, you know, the bottom teams twice or the, you know, or somebody's getting unlucky and playing the top teams twice. So, for us, it's as you guys know, it's a grind, um, but this is what it prepares us for. I love the fact that we're rolling straight into it. Um, all these other Power Five leagues have been sitting around, going recruiting for a week and and telling their players to hopefully be ready. Um, you know, I'm sure that could work to their advantage in some sort of rest, but we don't play till Friday, so um, our girls will be more than rested, ready to rock. And and I like how we're, you know, we lost yesterday, we came home, we saw our name today. And we'll start preparing tomorrow, and, and we'll get after it for a couple of days and then roll the ball out. You had two super physical games in a row in Kansas City. Everybody healthy? Yeah, yeah, everybody is. Good. So it's uh, – yeah, no doubt about that. A couple, couple bumps and bruises, and uh, there's some video evidence of some uh, – I was going to say, Darnoski got like Undertaker choke slammed down there on the, on the block. I just wanted to make sure she was okay. <laughs> You know, it, it seems like incidental contact, right, Brent? <laughs> uh, is it not reviewable, though, right? We're not going to go to the monitor for that one, Billy. Uh, no, but, but but what do you what do you take from that? Because clearly, I mean, I thought you guys showed 
it was a loss, but you answered a lot of questions, in my opinion, of, you know, is this team, can it do it again? And look at Texas, you know, took it to Baylor for most of the game today, won the yeah. game. But did you did you answer some questions you had maybe with this group of this team is tough, they can handle things, and obviously the end result wasn't, but I think you have to be encouraged with how that game went yesterday. Yeah, I think we were. We we definitely were. And, uh, you know, even at that, it takes one of their kids who, who's shooting 21% from the three to go five for eight. She did it. I mean, to her yep. credit, the kid was yep. she was unbelievable. And, uh, and she was great again today, and she was the MVP of the tournament. But, um, you know, those things happen, and – but we go toe-to-toe with a team that quite honestly dominated us for, you know, twice this season. And that was really our Achilles heel was, you know, we obviously swept seven teams in this league fairly handily with the exception of one game at Kansas State. And then we got swept fairly handily by two teams, and it was all the physicality, and it was what we wanted to see, what we needed to see. And truly, if we got to pick a first-round opponent, West Virginia was a good one for us mm-hmm. in a sense where similar in their style of play, not quite as talented and as deep as Texas right now. Um, but then it set us up for that. And and like I said, I, I think obviously there's a couple there's a couple plays we'd love to have back um, and, and things like that. But we also had a lot of really good things go our way. And we, we didn't hang our heads for one second. The atmosphere was unbelievable. And uh, we'll be really excited to to bring that back and and to know that um, I don't think there's a team in this tournament that can play defense like Texas. So um, I feel very strongly, our kids feel very strongly that we've seen it all from that regard, and uh, we feel confident in whatever we see going forward. Well, I just want to uh, endorse the NCAA tournament in Ames. It's one of my favorite events. Um, I we've I've been to it a couple of times and when they, they roll up the bleachers and like, it, it just, it's like, it seems darker in there. Cause it's got the NCAA stuff. It's just a really special, special thing. So I, I would encourage anybody out there, um, bring the kids and, uh, get out to Hilton Coliseum even Wednesday. I, that's a great point, Billy, that I hadn't thought about. I knew that they had the luxury to move teams around a couple of seeds, but they, that's a real compliment to Iowa state fans that they wanted to put that first four game in Ames. Cause they know that people will actually support it. And, and that's, and that's brand new. That's brand new this year. Yeah, absolutely. And I honestly, I'd love to see the first four go to a, go to a thing like on the men's side where they go to Dayton, that thing should be played at Wells Fargo every year, you know, honestly. And I think we, uh, you know, this is the first year for it. We'll see how it goes. I understand logistically it makes more sense. To bring both those teams here, obviously one of them wins and stays. Yeah. One of them loses and goes home. I get that. It makes sense on travel. Um, but clearly, you know, if there's one thing, they chose they chose to, to not have the game on the eastern side of the state. They chose to have the game right here. And uh, <laughs> I think that's a lot to be said for our fan base. All right, brother. Uh, please give the staff and, and the ladies our, our best. And we'll be rooting you on. All right, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thanks, it. Pal. See you in Hilton. Billy Fennelly. The uh, great Iowa State assistant women's coach doesn't hold much back like his old man. I tried to bait him, but he he wasn't going to go there. I hate the fact that they – I mean, listen, like I actually think matchup-wise, I mean, Caitlin Clark might be the best player in the country, but like matchup-wise, it's not terrible for Iowa State in the Sweet 16. Like that – I'd rather have that than some team that's going to try and, you know, rough them up. I just don't like it. I'm a huge women's basketball fan, and we have two really good teams, and 
Like it just sucks that they they have to go through one another to advance, but it is what it is. Yeah, and you know, and it's also unfortunate potentially there's that crossover on Friday. Yeah, the, which is just well, like every single time this year, it's just like, what are we doing? But I bet it will be too. Like they'll probably put that the Iowa State women yeah. in prime. I I don't know that, but I'm just guessing. Well, and I mean, there's only so many times, you know, especially they're, they're, for they're not going to give you a home game and then put you at one o'clock in the afternoon no. on a weekday. No, they will not. That's I don't think they will. At least I mean, Iowa State can probably lobby, but you know, as far as the NCAA is concerned. If Iowa State men and women are playing at crossover times, that is super low down the list of, of priorities here. So it probably won't even um, get recognized. And the fact that men play at 620, you know, maybe the women could play at 8 or 830, yeah. which I think would be a possibility. So you could, could potentially, you know, watch one and then at a, you know at a, one of our favorite sports bars or at home and get up to Ames. But, you know, I, I encourage everybody. Iowa State's reputation was built a lot of times on when it first hosted the NCAA tournament, I want to say like 97, 98 for the women, got like 10, 11,000 people. That was one of the first times I went to a women's basketball game. It was awesome. It was like I was hooked. But I think if you can get there, support this program, it's huge because that's the home court advantage, literally. And Iowa State hasn't made a Sweet 16 in a couple of years now. And so even if they could get to meet Iowa, I think that'd be great just to get there because they had that disappointing, we called Chris. We called the game on the radio against Missouri State. What was that? Yeah. Uh, that you was know, three years ago. Than, yeah, that was when the men were in Tulsa. Yep. So I just think I think again Friday be great, but at the very least, if Iowa State plays, I think it's you know Georgia or the other two, Dayton and um, and DePaul on the women's side. Uh, get there on Sunday. That that for sure. Hopefully, wouldn't be a crossover, but we'll see. All right, um, let's get back to the men's game here. First of all, I really want to give a shout-out to our um, friends at J-Corp Design and Build. They have stepped up to the plate uh, and sponsored our women's basketball postseason coverage. Uh, really a classy move on their part. We we threw it out there that we wanted to be able to sponsor to cover the women uh, the exact same way that we do the men and, and follow with them on the road and provide coverage to our tens of thousands of viewers and readers here at Cyclone Fanatic and J Corp Design and Build stepped up to the plate because they wanted to see that happen. So we thank them. Um, check out their website. Uh, they, they're they phenomenal people there. And that's a big deal to me as the site's publisher that we can um, be, be covering the women just like we do the men. So shout out to them. Uh, we do have a point spread for Iowa State LSU. LSU is a five and a half point favorite. If you're looking for a little value, I think Ken Palm had LSU by three. So they are, um, you know, um, I guess undervaluing Iowa State as far as the metrics go. Vegas is probably looking at a team that just lost by 30, right? They've been blown out a couple of times here and um, struggling offensively. So that's what's going on there. Let's talk about it with the guy who knows something about offense. He is uh, one of the great three-point shooters in the history of Iowa State University. Scotty Christofferson. What's up, you little pencil neck? How you doing? <laughs> you know, Chris, I was skeptical about getting on Twitter, and you talked me into it. And after the last three and a half, four hours, I got to say, it was totally worth it, man. <laughs> so I was I was telling um, these guys the story, because you're a, you're a phenomenon on Twitter. And um, it was after Iowa State beat Xavier in New Jersey and you and I were sitting at the hotel bar and we were watching the game. We were watching Memphis and Virginia tech, I think. And I was like, man, you wrote, we, and we built your Twitter feed that night and you've become a Twitter legend. So congratulate. Now you're just like, you're all over the place. He's mixing up with Hawks left and right. Yeah. 
So the backstory there, if people don't know it, Scott made some tweet and some some angry Iowa fan called him a pencil neck who'd never played the game before. And And it was hilarious. When I made the tweet, I just thought, you know, Iowa State fans would have fun with this. I had no idea how many Iowa fans would see it. And then just like the things people will say – yeah. Like you can just tell it's like, what is the meanest thing I can think of in the next 10 seconds? It's leaving my fingers and bam. And uh, you just have to, I mean, rule number one of Twitter, right? Like don't take anything personal. So Did you- I mean, I, I thought it was a lot of fun, quite honestly. I had a blast with it and my wife was laughing so hard when I showed her that one. Oh man. Um, well done, Matt Van Winkle, to get that. Yeah, that up. is awesome. Yeah, of, of all the highlights of this basketball season, Christofferson on Twitter is definitely a one seed. Uh, <laughs> I'll put it that way. So, well done, Scotty. Hey, I've been I've been mixing up with the Hawks for going on, oh, 13 years now. So, I've got a few pointers if we want to talk sometime. I, I need to – your pointers on tweeting at the Hawks, and I need to get my tie knot game – to Brent Bloom level. That's like the two things every offseason is a player you go into it, two things you got to get better. My interaction with the Hawk fans and my my tie knots. So where they are. We, we could we can discuss. We could discuss. All right, all right Scotty. Um first of all, they're coming to your neck of the woods. That's awesome. You'll probably get to go. It is. Uh I don't know if I'll be able to go. I thought I saw there a 620. Yeah, game time, Friday, yeah. which might make that very challenging for me. I don't know that we're ready to do an overnight. Well, uh, I'm gonna go. Too, I'm gonna go and late. stay with Southside Miguelito. On um, which I mean, it's like, dude, this is just torture. Not being able to go to KC, and now you're staying with with Clint, and I can't be there. Like, <laughs> we're we're a little inside joke hey. here, but we had a good time with this guy uh, with a with a with a friend of ours in, in New York and I'm going to go stay with him before the, the tournament. And I invited Scott and I don't think he can, cause he's got parental problems. But what, Hey, what's the drive from lacrosse to uh, Milwaukee? Three hours. Okay. So I, I, I'm going to continue to think about it. And if I can devise a way to make it happen, I will, but I would say based off of that time slot, doubtful. All right. Well, nonetheless, it is cool. We think that the, the TJ connection, obviously, and then yes. Tyrese This is Hunter. the best case scenario for Iowa State, in my opinion. All right. What do you think of the draw then? LSU and then potentially a game against uh, your Badgers. <laughs> They're not my Badgers. I will. <laughs> I, I draw the line there. I love this. I, I love this seeding. I wanted an 11 seed. Here's why. I think they now have, a, again, they have to play a lot better, right? Like the first things first. We have to get back to the ball they were playing the four games prior to these last three games. They're not going to beat a team in the tournament if that doesn't happen. I'm assuming they've been able to go back home, collect themselves, you know, get in the gym this week, get kind of get their mojo back going. If this team can play the way they did in that four-game stretch of conference play, a breath of fresh air outside of the Big 12, right, this is your best chance to win a a four-team tournament. And I actually said on the podcast with Jared the other week, I think it was, like Wisconsin was a team that I thought they would match up really well with if they were fortunate enough. Like I thought it would maybe be a 7 10 2, but a 3 6 11. Um, you know, LSU, I'll tell you what scares me about them our ability to create quality shots and our ability to rebound the basketball. That's been a problem. This is a, and I don't know a ton about this team, but from what I've seen of them this year, very athletic. You know, they kind of have a blue, a big tw- a Big 12 uh, flavor to them, right? Like athletic, going to beat you up on the glass, defend like crazy. 
not an offensive juggernaut. Um, you know, I think if Iowa State can hold its own on the glass, and they've got to find they've got to find ways to create quality offensive looks. You know, it, when when they were playing against West Virginia this year, and we were struggling a little bit against them in the game, I I had no concerns about the game because as the game wore on, it was very obvious that they were able to create quality shots on offense and so you knew all right just make a couple the crowd will get into it and it'll get going you turn around against like Oklahoma State and at halftime I kind of felt myself not feeling that great because it's like man I just feel like no matter what we do every shot we make is like a a tough contested shot and everything else is a turnover or you know a step back so I think you watch this game the first 10 minutes you'll have a pretty good idea offensively can they create quality possessions if they can I think they've got a very good chance to win this game, a 50-50. This is an even game if they can do that, in my opinion. Um, and then if you were fortunate to get matched up against Wisconsin in the second round, I mean, Johnny Davis is a national player of the year front runner, top five, top ten pick. But if you take him out of the equation, and I don't know that Wisconsin makes the tournament. So to play a three seed like that in the second round, where if Isaiah and Gabe can do a number on him and turn him into a volume shooter – yeah, you're playing in front of a, you know, probably heavy Wisconsin crowd, but I think that's a probably as good of a second round matchup as you could ask for if you're Iowa State with the way the season finished. Yes, yeah, I think it'll be super interesting. And I'm glad Iowa State plays Friday evening. We can kind of get a good read on this is conference to conference. What do we got here? Like, because, right. you know, I watched a lot of conference tournament basketball and, and one from, from, like the Big Ten this year was almost anti-Big Ten. It felt more like the Pac-12, and then that was a little more passive than I think than usual. Whereas the Big 12 has been ultra-physical. I think the SEC somewhere in between. One, it has to do with officiating, but two, it's just the nature of these teams. And sure, if you look at LSU's metrics, they're right there as a Big 12 caliber defensive team. But I just I don't know what to think, because if you look at some of their non-conference stuff, they weren't as good. And so I think the conference-to-conference will tell us a lot in this tournament of, you know, is Iowa State a victim of the meat grinder of the Big 12, or is Iowa State really this poor offensively? And I think that could that will determine how how the Cyclones do on Friday. And I think off the cuff, I, I if I were to guess, I think some of both of those things are true. But if I remember yeah. correctly, didn't TCU play LSU? And one by one by ten, one by ten, one and by scored 10. So, scored seventy five in that game. Yeah, that's a common opponent. I mean. Yep. I've been kind of saying this for weeks. I can't wait to watch this team play against somebody not in the Big 12 where we don't have Big 12 efficiency. And again, I'm not trying to make this all about the refs. I mean, there's just Same. been some stinkers of games for Iowa State offensively. That has nothing to do with officiating. But the, the the culture of this league this year was just, it was terrible for this team. This team struggles to create quality offensive possessions. And now you've got a bunch of really good teams a bunch of coaches that are essentially going to say refs call 50 fouls on us. If you want to, we're not changing. It's just, a, it's a really tough draw for them. I, I, I think that Iowa state had they played in a different conference, we would be feeling a little bit different about this team than we currently do. Yep. And I, I think to Brent's point, we're going to find out a lot about where they stand offensively in this game. Was this, was it 75% of it, the league and the officiating, and 25% of it are offensive limitations? Or was it 75% or just not a great offensive team? 25% of it was, uh, was this, uh, what you, I get, I lost yeah, my track. Yeah, you know yeah, totally. So we're, yep. what, I, what I think 
I think based off of what we saw in the non-conference, that Iowa State is a little bit better offensively against teams outside of the Big 12 in that they can turn you over, they were finding ways to get out in transition, and they were doing enough in the half court to get to 70 points. I hope that that's what we see when we come out on Friday night. And to be honest, my gut tells me I, I, that's what I think we're going to see. And I, I, I can't tell you enough, I am really excited about this draw. I wanted an 11 seed. I think this is the best case scenario for them to have a, a decent chance to think about winning a four-team tournament. So the biggest story here is LSU currently doesn't have a coach. That's um, another factor, right? <laughs> and the associate head coach. So I guess one of my things, Scott, watching Iowa State throughout the Big 12, and it was a reason why I also said I didn't think this team could do much of anything in the Big 12 tournament is because they've been scouted so well, and they're so limited. Um, yes. I, I, I mean, I, I kind of use the example, it's like an orange, and I feel like every ounce of juice has been squeezed out of that orange by the end of the year in the Big 12. I, I do like the fact that, I mean, I don't know anything about, what's his name, Kevin Nickelberry, who's going to be LSU's coach. I, I do know one thing. What? This is going to be painful for everybody. Oh, he God. used to... He used to be the head coach at Hampton, but not. Hold on, everybody. I, I actually know this. That's a two fifteen uh, upset loss for Iowa State. Is it not back it, in it, like two thousand and one? Yes. However, everybody, just to be clear, he was the head coach from two thousand six to two thousand nine. He was not involved with the game that should be not me mentioned again, and I apologize. So my my point. He's been a head coach before, though. Yeah, he's been a head coach before. I just like. Scott, put into words for, like, you're a player, and you know how the scout gets thrown together for an NCAA tournament team. You've been a part of this. How does not having your head coach and your associate head coach – I mean, I figure, like, for real, like, I think that Iowa State has been scouted really well. Take Brockington's left hand away. Don't let him in the – right? Like, they don't, there's only so many tricks in Iowa State's offensive bag. Right. Um, how is That, to me, feels like – I don't because I'm with you. In fact, I don't like the head-to-head matchup here because this seems like I wanted the team Iowa State could push around. Like a Big Iowa Ten State. team would have been great, and because to Brent's point about the kind of the way the leagues played out, I thought they. I, I was hoping they would yeah, get a. Big I Ten wanted team. like the San Francisco or Davidson, one of those mid-majors yeah. that I thought you could just beat up on. You can't do that to LSU. However, they're coaching, and then uh, this is where I need some insight from you, my man. Is like how much of those players going to be bought into this, right? Like that's the question for me with this LSU team, not what they physically can do. Well, it'll definitely be a factor. I mean, I, I don't really have anything to compare to that as far as, you know, playing on a team and in season, a coach is fired or anything like that, but it's certainly going to be a huge distraction. And my understanding is that this is over recruiting violations, yeah. right? Yeah, so it's I a would bad say deal. the thing that to me, comes to mind that as a player would be even more of a factor is are there players on this team that these recruiting violations are tied to? Because if that's the case and you're a player, that can be a pretty big impact as far as just your peace of mind and your clarity going into the game. Again, I'm totally speculating. I have no idea what details have and haven't been released. I think they've played enough games. They'll have an assistant coach come in. He'll have a game plan. It'll be a little bit different. I would think you can probably kind of galvanize around this moment and try to make this uh, us versus the world, like let's overcome this type of thing. But if there's players on this team that those some of those recruiting violations are potentially tied to and being investigated upon, 
again, those are the sorts of things that like, okay, now that's in the back of my mind as I'm entering this game and you might not be as mentally into it as you can. And again, I can't reiterate enough. I'm just speculating. I have no idea, but I don't know if you guys have heard any more details on that or not. So it's it's all based on this, the FBI stuff all the way, like five years ago. So generally these guys that are on the team now are not involved and they've been dealing with Will Wade and is he going to be fired or is he not for since that, came out and it was the fall of 17 guys like it's finally do you remember bruce Weber went on the rant mm-hmm. uh wednesday night whenever that was similar similar deals just kansas has stayed at least away for from it for now lsu finally got caught it's yep. from five years ago so you know if you look at the current players probably not but you know will wade who knows if he committed any other violations in the meantime right it's definitely did. a distraction and and will be I mean, it's in Iowa State's it's favor. A story. Let's yeah, put it yeah, absolutely, way. absolutely. Um, I would say, as a player, you know, again, you these are such rare moments. Like, I don't want to say who the coach is doesn't matter, but like, if your team's together and your guys are on the court together, you're going to be given a game plan. Like, they're going to come out ready to play. In my opinion, I would be yeah. shocked if they just if this was just a moment where the team just collapsed and came out and basically just did a no show on friday night because i mean just being honest with you these these situ- these opportunities are so rare for players yeah. these guys have worked so hard on this I, I i think they'll find a way to galvanize and be locked in if if it's just the case that these are violations from 5 years ago but as far as the sharpness of the game plan and those sorts of things the command of the team like of course that that will be a challenge and a stress point for them all right, Scott, uh, you and Jared podcasting tomorrow, I believe. We'll have an opportunity to hear more of your thoughts. Yes. Right? Yep. Awesome. Uh, you love the draw. That's good. That's what I like to hear. I uh, Again, I, I can't reiterate enough. I don't like the physical lineup that um, LSU will impose against Iowa State, but intangibly, I just don't know if you could get anything better. They don't yeah. have a – they fired their coach yesterday. Yeah, like this is literally never, never happened. happened. This never happened. Never happened. No. Like so, I, I guess I'll take it. Scott, what is it like though? Because I, this is something clearly Chris and I will never get experience. You were on that Iowa State team in 2012 that broke the six-year drought of not making the NCAA tournament. What is that like? One, your name is called, but oh, two, when you get a here we go, you get to walk on the floor with your with your brothers and uh, go beat a UConn, and then have a game with a Kentucky. Clearly, yeah. No, I mean it's. Uh... You rem- I remember it so vividly, you know, as 10 years ago. It's crazy that it's already yeah. been 10 years. In some ways, you know, you look back and it seems like it was 20 years ago. Those those particular memories seem like they were last month almost. I, I mean, it's just such a special time. And these like these next couple of days of practices and preparation are so much fun. I just remember being so locked in. And, you know, Connecticut had a lot of talent that year, but they really never gelled. And when the a draw came out, I kind of sensed on our team that, you know, like, wow, UConn defending national champs. Yeah. You know, they had three or four guys. I think they had, what they have? Uh, Lamb, Andre Drummond. Apier, yep. And uh, who was the Drummond. big guy? Andre Drummond. Um, yep. So they had three guys that were, uh, you know, definitely on NBA radars and whatnot. And I watched them on film and I'm like, yeah, they're good. Um, but I, I, I watched them and I'm like, we can beat this team. Like they don't play together. And uh, I just felt super confident going into it and kind of just talked to the team before we practiced that week and just said like, Hey, you know, if we lock in, 
and just kind of do what we need to do. We're going to be just fine. And fortunately we were able to Royce had a, you know, great performance in that game to kind of lead the way on the court. And, you know, we got beat by a better Kentucky team that year, but uh, it's super special memory. And I, I just, I hope that these guys are able to take these three games, put them behind them, kind of come into this with a blank slate and just say, it's a new season. Forget about the last three games. Let's get back to the things that got us here. And I think if they do that, as much as this isn't a great matchup for them, I think they'll be okay. I really do. You know what stands watch, out to hey, me about watch these... this? Watch this opening possession by Royce, though. Oof. That was the first play. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that set the tone. Yeah. God, your your guys' shorts were so much baggier back then. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's hard to even look at, to be quite honest. I mean, it's it, so it, baggy. Yeah. No, they, they really are. I mean, it, you look like you're swimming in them. I, I, I was, for that matter. <laughs> Because now, like, the guys are, like, they're pulling them up. They want, like, their thighs out there, you know? Like, it's... I know. That's that a surefire change? sign you kind of have gotten old quick. The the style has completely changed from when you played. Yeah, man. That was, like, when Matt pulled up the first video from the Kentucky game, I'm like, my God. Like, those 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 Cardinal shorts are, like, they're, like, they're like baggy dresses on you guys out there. Oh, we got oh, oh there he goes. There we go. Right away. Oh, the crazy thing is, I... Uh, I would roll them up twice. So I would have two rolls in my shorts just to get them to where they are. And obviously you see them, they look pretty baggy on me yet. Yeah. You're always looking good, my man. You're always oh. looking good. All right. Um, we'll have plenty of analysis from you uh, the rest of the week, brother. We look forward for to having it. Me on, and guys. I will uh, to talk to you. call you tomorrow uh, with my, with my Wisconsin game. Where's the new Galeris brewery? <laughs> That could be on your way. If you stopped up here, you could probably make it on your way regardless, but that's just south of Madison. Cause I, I feel like I need to stop and um, check that place out. New Glarus, hey, yeah. Hey, C-Dub, the New Glarus Brewery is in New Glarus. Yep, hey, New the, Glarus, Wisconsin. Why do you have to be a jerk? <laughs> the last time we were in Milwaukee for a tournament, I, um, I did an ultimate power move. It was at the end of the night. Um, I was having a hard time with the bartender. She was being kind of rude. We weren't getting drinks very well. So I ordered 20 spotted cows at once. And I'll be damned, she brought them all. And we were struggling to get these things done. But uh, it was just a straight power move. And it was just to get a jo- get a good laugh from everybody there. And Welch, it, it, uh, A Welch Ave memory of mine. <laughs> Wednesday nights, Mickey's Dollar Captain and Cokes. I'd go with my oh, buddies. No. We'd order forty of them, not and just <laughs> wouldn't leave until they were gone, and then venture on somewhere and act like a bunch of mindless idiots. Yeah, no, I, I get the power move, man. It's not a bad play. Well, you're talking about when you're in college. This was yeah, just a few years. 30. Ago. Yeah, Chris was in the third. Yeah. I mean, I had a daughter at this point. So, <laughs> true. <laughs> All right, brother. Love you, man. Thank you so much. Hey, we love having you on our team, and uh, I'm hoping to come and see your boys at some point here soon. All right. Thanks, bud. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Take All care, right, guys. Bro. The great Scott Christofferson. Always a good time. Did you teach him the sw- the Twitter skills? I he learned Man. that on his own. Oh, holy mackerel! That's good stuff. Pen, All old right, pencil, old pencil neck Christofferson. That's we already have a lot of people who are wanting um, Christofferson pencil neck T-shirts <laughs> uh, to be printed at the Cyclone Fanatic store. But speaking of the Cyclone Fanatic store, real quick, I want to pub this. I have not had time to get it on our front page yet, but I will. I did tweet out the link to our forums, and we will. Um, we will be having a men's and women's bracket challenge 
and I'm giving away, we're giving away hundreds of dollars to the Cyclone Fanatic store for the top five placers in each division. Uh, you can get one bracket per each, but this is, um, again, you can find it on the forums right now. Hopefully, if you're listening to this via podcast on Monday, I will have more. Um, I'll have it on the front page. I just, again, I haven't had time. It's been kind of a busy day. So check that out and uh, participate with us. Uh, Steve just asked a question here to, real quick before we get into um, Stansbury. Bloom, you you were my connection here. It, are the Central Distilling guys the same ones in Milwaukee? Because I was thinking about maybe putting together a little get-together there. So my, my buddy that was one of the founders of that moved to Georgia. Ah. So I don't believe he's involved with ah. Central Distillery well, anymore. Now, I, don't, I mean, he could be a partner still, but I don't. he doesn't live there anymore. We had a get-together there last my buddy, time. My buddy Brant, good dude. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun going there and and, and trying their whiskey in, in Wisconsin, and he was super excited to have, to have Iowa State in town. All right, good question, Steve. I was already on it, brother. Thank you for um, – Thank you for doing that. All right, let's bring in Stansberry. He's been with the team tonight. Uh, he was at the Otzelberger press conference. What's up, Jared? How goes what, it? What's up, fellas? How's it going? We've never been better. We're just we're so, celebrating an NCAA tournament birth. Great didn't show. Think it was possible. So we're good. Award award winning show, Stans. Well, I was listening earlier, and I I was listening to your guys' uh, analysis of Scott's Twitter game. I I don't know that I could agree anymore. You know. <laughs> I mean, so good. the the guy went from not being on Twitter, not watching college basketball for a decade, literally, to, yeah. to being to breaking down seed lines in the NCAA tournament and uh, roasting Iowa fans. So I don't know Thank that you, you there could be a better glow up in six months or whatever it's been. No, it's pretty good. How um, I we'll get to the team here in a minute. Your initial reactions on the draw. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Scott, you know, and I think I think if you're going to be an 11 seed, it's probably as good a case a good a case scenario as you're going to find, you know, and uh, obviously LSU is going through a lot right now. And I think that that's going to be an interesting conversation as the week goes on, just because, you know, you know that they're going to say it's not going to make a difference or anything like that. But when you don't have two of the members of your staff, you know, how does that impact your preparation for a game? And that's just what nobody knows you know i mean how rare is it for someone to be without their head coach going into the ncaa tournament it doesn't happen very often especially where you've played all the way through the entire season and played your conference tournament with your coach and then you don't have a head coach anymore like they don't have any preparation of how this is going to work to this point so that's why you know i i just don't know and like i i think if you're going to face a sixth seed and a, a team from the sec that you know obviously won a lot of games this year you know, one that's going to be in some turmoil. It's hard to be too mad about that. I My only, and again, I feel like I'm the only pessimist here, but I do worry about Iowa State getting good looks and, and turning the basketball over against a long, athletic, physical type of team. Now, intangibly, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, all the intangibles favor Iowa State here, but, I mean, six adjusted defense, Jared, isn't exactly the draw I was hoping for. No, and that's fair. Uh, but I will say, too, I mean, I don't know what the number is going to be for this game. It's five and a half. Five. No, yeah. no I oh, mean, one, uh, 125 is what I just saw. 125. Put the mortgage on the under. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I watched LSU play the other day. Uh, I think they're playing 
Man, they must have been playing Arkansas. Or, yeah, whoever it was in the they played Missouri yeah, and Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas in the in the uh, in the SEC tournament. And I think there was a point when uh, it was like 16 minutes into the game, and the two teams were both four of 17 from the field. So I think that that's probably a pretty good indication of the kind of basketball game we're going to see. It's probably going to be very similar uh, to some of the Big 12 games that we've seen so far this year. But uh, I guess we're going to find out who plays that style better, the SEC or the Big 12, you know. Well, and that's the thing when I look at this, Jared, is you don't know Iowa State from game to game. So I don't know how you can look at this and really predict it because we've literally seen Iowa State, you know, be great. And Iowa State be horrible. Like we've seen – both ends of the spectrum this year. We've seen so it in anybody, one game, the Baylor yeah, game. Yeah, a great example. And so there, for anybody to go into this and go, yeah, this is what's going to happen. Like, I don't – I'm your guess is as good as mine, honestly. Like, I, I I, could see Iowa State winning by double digits. I could see Iowa State losing by 15. Normally, at this point, you have a pretty good read of what a team is. And for Iowa State, again, it's like we talked about with Scott, is, is Iowa State's offensive woes a victim of the conference or is it a victim of Iowa State's lack of – scoring ability i don't know it's probably somewhere in the middle but what does that mean when you play a really good defensive team like lsu so again i think everything's still on the table i, I don't i i have no idea what to think about friday night i guess that's that's great analysis here on the show but i, I really don't i don't know it turns out the only people who were more in concern that were similarly inconsistent to the officiating in college basketball <laughs> this year was the cyclones so and, it, and it goes hand in hand honestly yeah yeah it's it's all the same but no i mean I think it's going to be a perfect example of these things we've talked about too, you know, with the, with how games are going to be officiated. LSU is going to want to play the same way, you know? So it's like, you're not going to be in a situation where all of a sudden, you know, you're playing someone that's a, you know, you're playing Davidson who's going to shoot a zillion three pointers and, and things like that. Like it, I guess you're going to ease your way into it. Wisconsin would be the same exact way if you get into a situation where you have to play them in a, in a second round. So uh, it's going to be fun, man. Like I said, I think, you know, if you want to look for for where Iowa State was going to be realistically in this tournament, I mean, I think you got as good of an opportunity to probably make a run as you were going to find. And I, I, am, I, I don't I, know that I would pick it, but I would, I'm saying I think it's more possible than it could have been in some other scenarios. I, I'm with Scott, and I I was saying all weekend down in Kansas City, man, I hope that I hope Iowa State can slide to the 10 line. I mean, the, the numbers just show year after year after year. If you're going to try if, – if something's going to go crazy and you're going to make a run, you're much more likely to do it as an 11 or a 10 than you are as an 8 or a 9. And Iowa State slips to the 11. And then to draw a team that doesn't have a coach, it really is a – it really is a beautiful thing. Again, I don't like the physical one-on-one matchup with these guys, but overall, Bloom, as we wrap up the show and Jared – it's an exciting time, and I, I think we go back to Jared, and you were with the team. Um, I mean, I can't believe we're sitting here doing this. And even though I watched him early, and I was with him and at Barclays, and like we, we kind of known this for a while that they would likely be in the NCAA tournament. It's a hell of an accomplishment. What was the feeling like in that press conference with those guys tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think that is just the general vibe where – these guys are just, they feel accomplished. You know, obviously there's still work to be done, uh, but nobody expected this. And I, I think even if they were going to be honest with you, even if they thought they'd be better than some people thought, you know, thought going into the year, I don't think any of them were coming into the season with the expectation that they're going to play in March, you know, and uh, that's just, 
I thought that was kind of the vibe where everybody's just happy to be in the NCAA tournament. And I think, I mean, I'm so excited for a guy like George Condit, uh, who obviously played in the NCAA tournament in his freshman season. And then, you know, goes three years, those three years probably could not have gone any worse than what they did uh, to be able to get back there and know that, you know, potentially his career will end playing in the big dance. Like, I think that you got to feel good for someone like him. Isaiah Brockington's the same way. Isaiah Brockington last played in the NCAA tournament four years ago. Uh, so to be able to get back and get that opportunity again, you know, is really is going to be really cool. And um, I think that just the aspect of being able to play in Milwaukee as well, everybody's really excited about that. TJ and uh, TJ was arguing with people about if uh, Milwaukee's his city or if it's Tyrese's city or if it's uh, J.R. Blunt's city. And so I'm sure that that will be a constant conversation over the next several days as these guys get ready to load up and, and head north. Uh, Bloom. You and I will see each other soon. We are going to do a full podcast after this. Uh, Jared, thanks for your time. We'll talk yep, to for you. Sure. Cover three or cover three, corner three coming up tomorrow, I'm sure. Um, and uh, Matt Van Winkle, thanks so much, man. This was awesome. You always do a great yeah, job. Way to produce it. You the man. Thanks to our sponsors Fairway, Wild Rose Casino, Ames, Des Moines, I Care, Country Landscapes, and the good people at Iowa Events Center. For Brent Bloom, Scott Christofferson, Billy Finley, and Jared Stansberry. I'm Chris Williams. Check out all of our coverage all week long. We will be on the road, I believe, Tuesday to get to Milwaukee with the team on Wednesday. Complete coverage. We'll cover it like a blanket here at CycloneFanatic.com. Thanks for watching, guys.